the man that says what the people need to hear. Somebody need to hear this. That's right. He's going to be bringing you the word each and every week. You better not only be ready, but stay ready. Stay ready so you don't have to get ready. The time is up. It's the moment you've been waiting for. He's here. It's the Raw and Uncut Podcast with Pastor Radden. Service starts now. That's your holy name. Amen, amen, amen. God is great and greatly to be praised. Hallelujah, God. We serve a great God, a mighty God, a forgiving God, a loving God, a kind God. Hallelujah, God. He has a right to be worshipped and to be praised. Hallelujah, God. Because he is King of kings and Lord of lords. Hallelujah, God. Jesus the name above every name. Hallelujah, God. The word says, so I didn't say that. It's a name above every name. Hallelujah, God. Let us pray. Father God, in the mighty name of Jesus. Lord, we thank you, Heavenly Father, Lord, for this first Sunday in the month of May, God. Father God, we thank you for those that are here, God. We thank you, Heavenly Father, for those that had a desire to be here but couldn't be here, God. In the mighty name of Jesus, Lord. Hallelujah, God. We come here to glorify your holy name, God. We come here to worship you, God. We come here to lift up your holy name, God, because you are worthy to be praised in the mighty name of Jesus, God. Hallelujah. We are nothing without you, Heavenly Father. Nothing. We need you every second of the minute, every minute of the hour, God, every hour of the day. Thank you, Jesus. Every day of the week, God. Hallelujah, God. We need you, and we need you right now, God. We thank you for shedding your blood for the remission of our sins, God, in the mighty name of Jesus, Lord. We thank you, God, for sending your only begotten Son. Hallelujah, God. That's why your word says, whosoever loved him shall have everlasting life, and who does not believe on him will perish in the mighty name of Jesus. Hallelujah, God. Hallelujah, God. Bless this service on today, God. Use me in a mighty way, Heavenly Father. I pray, Lord, that the people of God will see you in me, and not just me, God. I pray that I will deal Increase, Father God, and you will increase because it's all about you, Heavenly Father. I'm just a vessel in the mighty name of Jesus, God, but it's all about you, God. We put you on high in the mighty name of Jesus, hallelujah, because you are worthy, 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 worthy. Thank you for keeping us and watching us, God. Thank you for your blood, hallelujah, in the mighty name of Jesus, God. Have your way and your will be done. In Jesus' holy name we pray, amen. 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 Bless your holy name. You may be seated. Hallelujah. Bless your holy name, God. My Lord, thank God for each and every one of you that is here on today in Jesus' holy name, God. Thank God, hallelujah, God, for our pastor, amen, in Jesus' holy name, giving honor to her, the mighty woman of God, in Jesus' holy name, that's been on the battlefield for many, many years, in the mighty name of Jesus, hallelujah, God. Being a pastor is not easy shoes to fill. They're not easy shoes to walk in, hallelujah, God. Well, all of the things I think people don't realize how much that a pastor has to go through. Hallelujah, God. And our bishop knows all about that. Our overseer. Amen. Hallelujah. As he has to care and watch over two churches. Amen. One is bad enough. Hallelujah. Not that it's bad, but you just have so much you have to do and to pray for constantly all the time and to have two or more churches. Hallelujah, God. That's a lot. Amen. Hallelujah, God. It's a lot on our pastor. Amen. Because, you know, you're being pulled in a lot of different directions. Amen. And it's not a position that most people desire to have. 
Hallelujah. Unless you got ulterior motives, as they say. Hallelujah. God bless your name. Because if you only knew what you was getting into, hallelujah, God. The late nights, the calls, the hospital visits, all of that type of stuff. Ten different kids need you to be there on their graduation and they graduating at different times. What is a pastor to do? All right. Uh, can't make all of them. They can't clone themselves and be there. Hallelujah, God. Bless your name. So those are just some of the things that they have to endure. So thank God for her. Amen. Thank God for our bishop. Keep your leaders in prayer at all times. Amen. Hallelujah, God. Because I always say this. One of the greatest joys the enemy can have is to see a pastor fall. Hallelujah, God. That's why you have to keep them lifted up in prayer at all times because they are praying for you and your well-being. Hallelujah. Bless your holy name, God. I thank God for my beautiful wife. Amen. And my two boys in here. Amen. Hallelujah. God bless your name, God. Amen. We went to Charlotte on yesterday to visit our fourth grandbaby to see him. That was my first time seeing him. I said, the grandmama, she done been up there a few times already. Hallelujah. All right. Know how y'all mothers be. Amen. Hallelujah. That was my first time going to check him out. Amen. And he is doing well and fine and healthy and strong. Amen. So praise God for that. Amen. Hallelujah. God. Amen. As I woke up this morning, amen, we got eight families to keep in prayer. There was eight people that lost their lives in Dallas on yesterday at a mall shooting. Amen. Hallelujah, God. I just saw it this morning. It was probably only because me and my wife, when we came back, we watched some movies and different things on television until we went to bed, so I saw that. There's always something going on. Hallelujah, God. Say it, say it. And sadly, it's, it really goes into somewhat what I want to talk about today. I'll incorporate that in later on as part of my message. Amen. But what possessed somebody to want to go out and do something like that? Amen. Not only those eight families you got to pray for, the shooter, he's going to lost his life now. That's a family that's mourning over him. Hallelujah, God, believe it or not. Amen. Because that was somebody's child. That was somebody's loved one. Amen. That did that, that terrible act. Amen. But, amen. But it's not going to scare me. We can't live in fear. Amen. Hallelujah, God. I'm just not going to stay home the rest of my days. I'm just not going to not go to movies no more. I'm just not go to the mall and go out to the parks and go out to sporting events. Hallelujah, God. I do believe I'm covered with the blood of Jesus. Hallelujah, God. Bless your holy name. And I believe, amen, we cannot live in fear. Come on, Hallelujah, come on. God. We still yet got to keep on living our lives. Amen. In spite of what's going on. With her. There are some people that say they're just tired of going out. Amen. Just even to have a good time, the grocery store is not safe. People that came in the house of God and shut. I mean, where can you go? Hallelujah, God, without somebody showing up that doesn't have evil intentions. Amen. But God is still on the throne. Hallelujah, God. Amen. He still sits high and looks low. Hallelujah, God. Bless your name. There's just going to be some people that the enemy is going to use as his instrument. Hallelujah. Bless your holy name. And you just can't get around that. Amen. That's part of what I wanted to talk about today about those 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 false teachers and, and liars and false things. Amen. Because we're living in a day and age where there's somebody in jail today. There's somebody in the grave today. There's somebody that are in divorce court. Listen to what other people have said. Amen. Listening to the wrong advice, the wrong counsel. That's right. And you decided to go for it, and it then got you in a world of trouble. And sometimes it even cost you your life by listening to the wrong advice. Amen. Hallelujah, God. That's why I'm going to, excuse me, go all the way back to the beginning. But I'm going to start off in Second Peter in the second chapter, right off hand, and let you know that there are 
false people in the land today. In 2 Peter, in the second chapter, in verses 1 and 2, it says, But there were also false prophets among the people, even as there were false teachers among you, who will secretly bring in destructive heresies, even denying the Lord who brought them, and bring on themselves swift destruction. In verse 2, it says, And many will follow their destructive ways. That's the sad part right there. It says many will follow their destructive ways. There are men and women that are preaching and teaching the wrong stuff. Amen. Right. And it says many will follow them. Their destructive ways because of whom the way of the truth shall be blasphemed. Mm -hmm. And it just makes you wonder why would you go out and give false information? Some people just grossly misunderstand the word of God and spew out all kinds of stuff. Hallelujah, God. That's not holy. And people believe that stuff. Amen. You have men that just because their marriage didn't last long, they're telling young men not to get married. Just go ahead and just go ahead and play the field or do whatever the case or whatever it takes. Just go ahead. Don't get married. Don't go through that. Why be tied down to one woman and all that type of foolishness? I've heard all of this stuff. Right. I've heard older men tell young men this stuff. And yet holy is a, a marriage is a holy matrimony instituted by God. Yes, it is. But you have that advice that are given to young men not to get married, not to be in holy matrimony. Just go ahead and suck up all your days. Uh -huh. That type of foolishness. The word clearly says that the Lord does not honor shacking up. The God honors marriage. Hallelujah, God. But see, that's some bad advice that's given out to people. And maybe some ladies have maybe even got that advice. Don't tie yourself down to one man. Hallelujah, God. I wouldn't know. But I know men have said that to other young men about that just because their stuff didn't last. All right. Or it didn't work out the way how they wanted it to. That's why you have to go to God in prayer to seek the right type of mate that you're seeking. Hallelujah, God. Is this the mate for me? Is this the person to me? For me, hallelujah, God. Because if they are God sent, it will work. Hallelujah, God. Y'all heard me give my testimony several times. Didn't meet my wife at a church function. All right. Didn't meet her at a church picnic. Hallelujah, God. Didn't meet her at the laundromat. Just out on the street trying to holler at somebody. Hallelujah, God. Met her in a place where I went too frequently, the club. Hallelujah, God. All right. Back in 1998. That's where I met her at. Hallelujah, God. She was in there and I was in there. Hallelujah, God. All right. Twenty some odd years later, here we are still together. Hallelujah, God. All right, come on, come because on. Because believe me, she ain't the first woman I'd have met, but for whatever reason, God saw fit for us to be together. Hallelujah, God. Amen. I'd have met others. I'd have lived with others. In sin and fornicated, but I didn't marry them. I didn't get on one knee to ask them. It was something about this one here that God placed in my life, and that's the one who I asked to have my last name. Hallelujah, God. And she accepted. Hallelujah, God. And obviously, it was the right choice that she made because right. we're still here. Hallelujah, right. God. Hallelujah, God. She loves those light skinned men. Hallelujah, God. Bless your name. And she got just what she asked for. Hallelujah. Bless your holy name, God. But enough about me. Amen. That's right, Pastor. Kool-Aid. That's who she met. Hallelujah, God. But going all the way back to the book of Genesis. Amen. And I want to dispel 
A couple of myths that we always see, because we're going to talk about what happened in the garden just for a minute before we get back in the New Testament about, about you know, the father of lies and who started all this stuff. Right. Because, see, Adam and Eve was in the garden, but every time when you see a painting or a picture or, or something, you always see two things that you see when it comes to the Garden of Eden. Mm -hmm. You're going to see the man and woman depicted as Adam and Eve. You're going to see a snake hanging in the tree. And you will see an apple. Two of those things are false. Uh -huh. Two of them. And we go get into that. Because we go see the snake hanging in the tree. Like that was the snake that was talking to Eve. Hallelujah God. Mm -hmm. But see as we're going to see here. Why there wasn't a snake hanging in the tree. Right. Amen. We're about to find all of that out here in a minute. In the third chapter. Amen. It says now. In the third chapter of Genesis, and starting at verse 1, it says, Now the serpent was more cunning than any beast of the field, which the Lord God had made. So right there, you see offhand, you say serpent. Well, what is a serpent? Isn't that a snake? Let's see here. And it says, And he said to the woman, Look at it, he said, Now already there's some animal talking already in the garden of Eden, the people uh, see an uh, animal is already talking and it says he, why well, didn't say it mm -hmm. a lot of them so well let's just go, it said he really? come on, come on, come on now he said to the woman, hallelujah God <clears throat> has God indeed said you shall not eat of every tree in the garden he asked a question, he already knew the answer he's going to start off with some foolishness did God not say that you can eat not from all the trees, and then Eve answered and said to the serpent, we may the fruit of the trees of the garden but the fruit that's in the middle or in the midst of the garden God said you should not eat lest you surely die uh -huh. now she didn't got the instructions Adam didn't get the instructions they know what you're supposed to do they know what you're not supposed to do you're supposed to eat from every other tree out of there not this particular one right here All you right. know this already alright here come this slick talking rascal <laughs> the servant said to the woman, You shall not surely die. Mm -hmm. For God knows that in the day you eat of it, your eyes will be open and you will be like God, knowing good and evil. Come on, come on. Now, maybe, Ed, now, obviously, I have an evil thing. As soon as you eat it, you might fall dead and die right then and there. Now, he said you will surely not die. Now that they not go die right then and there. No, they might die some years later, some time off. Yes, you will die, but you might not die right then and there. But see how smooth and slick he is by saying, you will not die. All right. He didn't add to the part that if you eat this, you will die later on. And it's going to be all kind of mess and turmoil. He didn't add that in there. All he said is that you will not die. And God knows if you eat that, that you will be just as wise as he is, knowing good and evil. Yes. So when she saw, and then he says that your eyes will be open. They weren't blind. They could see because it says in verse 6, so when she saw that the tree was good for food and that it was pleasant to the eyes, so she saw the tree and desired to make one wise, she took of the fruit and ate. And she also gave to her husband and he ate too. And it was at that point when soon as Adam, uh, Adam sunk his teeth in whatever the fruit was, notice the fruit never said it was an apple. Right. But you always see a picture because that was the pictures that was painted maybe hundreds of years ago. You see an apple there and all kinds of everything and people that nobody never said it was an apple. That's right. Hallelujah, God. We don't know what the fruit was. No, we don't. Could have been a banana. Could have been some grapes. We don't know. Amen. 
It's just that whatever the painter put and has been burned in our brain that it was an apple. All right. But for the record, it never did say it was an apple. It just said fruit. Hallelujah, God. Right. But as soon as Adam sunk his teeth into it, because see, he was the one that was given charge. Sin didn't come in the world when Eve ate it. It no, happened as no. soon as Adam bit. That's right. See, because he knew better. See, she already ate. Their eyes were still open. Their eyes were still to see whatever they were seeing. Nothing happened until Adam, because he knew better. He was the one that was given the charge. That's right. He was the one. And after he bit, it says that eyes were open. They both knew they were naked and so on and so forth. And then here comes the blame game. Hallelujah, God. You better say it. Say it, preacher. Because God came through and they knew they were naked and they sold leaves to cover up their private parts and all of that because they knew they were naked now and all of that. All of this coming from the lives of this one serpent here. And I did some in-depth study on that thing because it makes you wonder because, see, <clears throat> the blame game, as I was saying, because now when God said, who told you that you were naked? See, that was a question. And then the woman said that, you know, it was, you know, the servant, the servant deceived me. Adam said it was the woman who gave me the fruit. And then she said it was the serpent. And what not? See, that's the blame game. Hallelujah, God. The serpent didn't have no finger to point to. He couldn't say it was so-and-so because it was all him. Hallelujah, all God. All right, all right. And you got to look at this part right here. She said, the serpent deceived me and I ate. And that's when God went to the serpent and said, because you have done this, this is verse 14, you shall be cursed more than all cattle. Uh -huh. And more than every beast of the field, on your belly shall you go, and you shall eat dust all the days of your life. If he was already on your belly at the time, how is that a curse? Come on. Uh oh. So obviously it wasn't slithering around like you see the snakes today. All right, come on, come on now. So that tells you that wasn't a snake that you always see hanging in a tree. Come on. As in pictures that you see, because it says now you're cursed. So obviously it has some type of feet or stood upright, whether it was on all fours, whether it was on two legs, whether it was a thing with wings, whatever the case, it had feet. It wasn't crawling around on his belly. But God just said, now you're cursed. That's right. Now you go get around. Great, great. Slithering around on your belly. Uh huh. We don't know what type of animal it was, but we do know it was a serpent. Come and on. see, now you gotta go all the way back to Revelation. Mm -hmm. tell, tell it. When there was a war going on in heaven with Michael uh -huh. and the angels, as they was fighting the great dragon. Who is the great dragon? Hallelujah, God. When you go to Revelations 12, and we'll just start off in verse 7. And it says, And that war broke out in heaven. Michael and his angels fought the dragon. And the dragon and his angels fought. But they did not prevail because they weren't strong enough. The devil and his angels. It says, No other place, nor that they find place in them or any place any longer in heaven. They got kicked out. See, verse 9 says, So the great dragon was cast out, that serpent of old, mm -hmm. called the devil and Satan. Who deceives the whole world and was cast to the earth and his angels were cast out with him. Come on. So what was his nickname? He was called the serpent. Yes. In other words, it was just like Judas when he betrayed Jesus. It said that Satan entered into the heart of Judas. Yes. As yes. doing further research, and that could have been an animal in their mind in his own business. Mm -hmm. But Satan got into the animal. And use the animal and talk through the animal. An animal just ain't gonna talk and start telling lies. 
Come on, come on. Hallelujah, God. Right. Who do you think like this was all the way back in the beginning? He used some type of enemy, some type of animal, and used him and spoke through him. And it was like I said, and saw Eve standing there and spoke, used that animal and spoke to Eve. Hallelujah, God. That's why it says from now on you are cursed. Ain't no telling what the animal was, but now we know it slithers around now. It wasn't slithering around beforehand. So this stuff goes all the way back. And see, now you got to go all the way back. And that's what I'm talking about. Be careful who you're listening to and what people put in your ears. But see, one thing before I, I get into that now, it also in uh, Revelations verse 22, that's also a name where it calls the devil and when it calls him Satan. Or it calls him the devil and it says that he was a serpent. That's in Revelations uh, chapter 20 verse 2 when it calls him a serpent as well. But see, there was Abraham's seed was arguing with Jesus one day about what they do and talking about how they are not slaves to sin and, and all of this type of stuff. And, and God said, and Jesus told him that if you were the seed of Abraham, you would be trying to kill me. All right. And they just kept talking about it. And we do this and we do that. And Jesus just straight up told him in, in John chapter 8, verse 44, it says, you are of your father, the devil. Uh-huh. And it says that in the desires of your heart, you want to do. He was a murderer from the beginning and does not stand the truth or not to stand in truth because there was no truth in him. When he speaks a lie, he speaks from his own resources because he is a liar and the father of it. He's the father of lies. He goes all the way back to the garden when he lied. Hallelujah, God. Because that was Satan that entered into an animal to do that. Yes. Yes. He said the father of lies. He started that mess. Yes, he did. Hallelujah, God. What in the world? And then, like you said, but see, then the other question is, well, how did he get in the garden? Right. <laughs> said, obviously, God allowed him to get in there. Because first of all, God already gave the commandment or the command to Adam and Eve. He done told them what to do, what not to do. Now he comes to test. Right. Now he comes to test. And we all get tested all the time as Christians. Because we know what we're supposed to do. And a lot of times we pass the test and a lot of times we fail. Hallelujah, God. God allowed them in there. They knew what to do. They knew the instructions. And here come the silver tongue and we said the slick talking rascal go talk and now they failed that test. And that's one of the reasons why we go through now. The garden was perfect. Yeah, they had true. everything they needed. Yes, it everything was in there. You didn't have to work for nothing. Uh-huh. No, there was no pain, no suffering, no nothing. Everything was right there. Mm-hmm. Everything. Animals were already created. They could see lions just walking by. Wouldn't worry about no lion attacking them. Come on. Come they on. wouldn't worry about no wild beast attacking them. There was no sin in the world. Everything was perfect. Amen, amen. Until Adam bit into the fruit. And after that, that's when sin came in. Yes. And for that punishment, he said, from now on, you will work for everything that you got. And women, when you have children, you will bear pain. Hallelujah. There will be pain in your childbearing. Men, you will have to work. The ground is even cursed. You got to work. There's be thorns and thistles. Hallelujah, God. Mm-hmm. You bridge it. And Thank now you, you have to work. You got to sweat. Yes. As my colleague here knows. Now we work outside and y'all been knowing me for years. Summertime is coming. When it's 105 degrees outside, the heat index. Yeah. Guess where hell to be at? Outside, outside in it. Guess where Brother Johnson be outside in it. Yes. Right there, side by side, sweating. 
trying to bring home a dollar to put some bacon on the table. Hallelujah, God. All because Adam bit into the fruit. Yeah. We didn't have to go through that. No, we did. Hallelujah, God. Women, epidurals. Hallelujah, God. Need that to try and ease some of that. Hallelujah, because that's part of what happens with childbirth. Hallelujah, God. All because of that. But it goes all the way listening to stuff. The Bible just said there'd be false teachers out there. People are dying. People are dead. People are in trouble. All because of what they hear. When the world want to make that man go out and shoot people like that? He ain't the only one. All right. Some had to enter into his heart. Some had to enter into his head. Satan. Hallelujah, God. Because Jesus ain't going to never tell you to do anything like that. No. To kill people. Innocent people. Unarmed people. Hallelujah, God. You better preach it. Preach it. And then we always want to blame it on mental illness and stuff. Right? Yeah, this man was dressed in tactical gear like he was getting ready to go to war. Mentally ill people don't do stuff like that. You got to have enough sense to know what you're doing. They don't go up in no police station and shoot. Thank you. Hello. They don't go to the FBI building on the CIA and try and go shoot. They don't do stuff like that. But yet they'll go in places, grocery stores, yeah. churches, yeah. malls, parks, where people are unarmed, sadly schools, and all of that type of stuff. But yet they're mentally ill. I'm not just blaming. Sometimes you got to be something wrong with you. That's just demonic to want to go out and kill people, innocent people. That's it. Amen. My God. But that's that's an argument for another day because they go through all of that type of stuff. But to go out and do that now, lives are lost now. All because of the enemy. Because the enemy don't care. The devil don't care who he used. No, he don't. People are minding their own business. How many times we done been to the mall? Hundreds, if not thousands of times. Never heard that one gunshot for the most part, depending on where you at. Right. Generally speaking, when you go there, you got to go through that mess. And now all of a sudden, you hear these things. Hallelujah, God. My goodness, it's always something. As we hear in Columbia, we all know the story by now at Meadow Lake Park last weekend. All of that type of stuff. My God. It goes all the way back to the beginning. And see, listening to the wrong stuff. I used to tell both of my daughters when they was in school about the, the, the consequences of pregnancy and having a child during while you're in school. You better say it. There are consequences of that because, see, as a man, I can speak from that. And the men in here can speak to that. Hallelujah, God. You will tell a woman any and everything she might want to hear. All right. Just so you can get to the gold. And we know what the gold is. Hallelujah, God. All right, all right. You tell her any and everything to get to the prize. Hallelujah, God. And it's up to you to tell them, daughters, right. to let them know not to listen to that foolishness. Right. Yes, I call it foolishness, and I'm a man because it's foolishness. Right. Because you're just out for that one thing that you're trying to get. Hallelujah, God. And you got to let them know if this happens, I'm not going to be here watching these babies while you out having fun. You're going to be here with this child. All your social life is going to be gone now because that's your responsibility. You're going to be here and taking care of this child. Not mom and dad. Hallelujah, God. Right. And you can't let the boy off the hook neither. You got to talk to boys when they're young teenagers to let them know you now have a responsibility if this happens now. Right. You ain't going to be having her stuck with this baby on the weekend. You're going to have it sometime too. Now you don't know what it's like to lose sleep. And now you need to get a job if you're of that age of 16 or older. Because now you got to pay for pampers and milk and all of that type of stuff. You got to, say you got to let them know the consequences of that as well. Yeah. 
Because when you get a fast girl and a managed boy to go, come on. ain't nothing good going to come out of that. Hallelujah, All right. God. All right. That was my dream. I used to look for fast girls. I ain't got time to be trying to convince and fight. I want something easy. Hallelujah, God. That's why you got to stay on these girls because these men are like wolves. They're out on the prowl. And I know I was when I was at that age. That's why I used to talk to Josh and John about that when they was in school. In the center, I said, I know what goes on in the locker room. I know the talk. Ain't nothing changed. Nothing changed. I know they talk about it when I was in there. Who you slept with over the weekend or who you tried to. I know what they talk about in the locker room. You better preach it. Preach it. And I said, if you didn't do nothing with her, don't be lying on that girl putting her name out there like that. That's right. Knowing you ain't bust a great and you telling everybody that you done slept with her. That's a lie. Don't be putting her name out there like that. All right. That girl probably did what she was supposed to do and told you no. And you're going to tell everybody because you done told everybody you was going out with her. Now your partner's going to say, did you hit that? Uh-oh. Did you hit that? Huh? Uh-huh. <laughs> and you, yeah, 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 I told that off. All that old type of foolishness. You better preach it. Lying, knowing you ain't did that. Right. Lying on that girl like that just to make your boys look good or to make yourself. But we got to train up our youngsters because they hear that stuff in their ear. Yes, Hallelujah, yes, God. Yes, yes. And far as grown folks is concerned, like I said, messing with somebody married can get you in the grave. Oh, yes, indeed. You mess with the wrong wife or the wrong husband can get you six feet deep. Still yet, listen to the wrong stuff. Well, bro, she married. I don't care if she married. You like to go for it. A husband ain't got to know what he don't know won't hurt. All right. But my God, when he find out about it, when she find out about it. Hallelujah, God. Plenty of people in the ground today for messing with somebody's spouse. It talks yeah. about that in the book of Revelation. Yeah, they say you got your own sister, your own canteen to drink out of. Mm-hmm. Don't be messing with somebody else's stuff. That's right. Hallelujah, God. Thanks. You got your own. Hallelujah, God. He said, because that's dangerous. He said, that man is going to see nothing but red in the day of vengeance. Hallelujah, God. Bless your name, Jesus. That's why you can't be careful. You got to be careful of who, who you're around, the advice that you're getting, the counsel that you're getting. Because it goes all the way back to the garden. Lies. It says Satan, the father of it. Confusion. Discord. That's why I said in the book of, Pro- Pro- book of Proverbs that God hates sowing discord. The seven things that he hates. It says a lying tongue is one of them. All right. Sowing discord. Hands that shed innocent blood. All of that. God hates those things. We're always talking about the seven deadly sins with greed and gluttony and pride and envy and all that, but it's sitting here and tells you the things that God hates. Yes. And one of them is a lying tongue. Yes. In the book of Revelations, it says that all the abominable, the fearful, it said, and all liars will have their part in the lake which burns with fire. Amen. Amen. Because lions start so much stuff. Hallelujah, God. They lie on Jesus. Yes, they do. People are in jail today because of lying. That's right. Hallelujah, God. All because you don't want to get in no trouble, so you can tell a falsehood. People have gotten killed because of lies. Mm-hmm. Hallelujah, God. You're saying that the woman that just died, Carolyn Bryant, and when Emmett Till got killed back in 1955, remember the young man that whistled? See, she just died. Mm-hmm. And all of that didn't come to find out the truth because she admitted it. She, she admitted it that she he didn't do that. And all of that type of stuff. Lying! Lying. Right. All of that. Got a 14-year-old kill back in 1955. Sure and imagine how many countless others, countless, because you can't count them, have lied and got failed and got lynched and stuff because of lies. Right. Hallelujah, God. 
And my goodness, the comments when that woman passed away, you can imagine. May she rest in hell. All that type of stuff. She hear what she lost. My goodness. I mean, there's all kinds of stuff out there. I don't know anything about that woman. Who knows if she didn't repent? That's right. Who knows? That's right. Come on. People come don't on. want to hear that. But what if she did? What if she literally fell to her knees some time ago and said, forgive me for what I've done, Jesus? That's right. And please believe you may not forgive her, which would be bad. But if Jesus did, she'll be up in heaven. That's right. Amen. Because she asked for forgiveness. Now, she didn't. That's one thing. She will be judged for that. Mm-hmm. But if she did, say, I don't know. I don't know nothing. I can't say she busting hell wide open. I don't know nothing about that woman. But it was bad. It's not a good look. I'll put it that way. They go on all these years and never come forward. But nevertheless, lies have gotten people killed. But see, there's one thing about it. That's what I was saying about going with somebody's wife or husband or whatnot. There's a thing. See, God will not. <clears throat> he will open up a door for you to escape temptation. In First Corinthians 10 and 13. It tells you that, that he will not put on you no more than you can bear. That's right. In, for, in 1 Corinthians 10, in chapter 10, and verse 13, <clears throat> it says, No temptation has overtaken you except such as is common to man. That's right. But God is faithful, you see? who will not allow you to be tempted beyond what you are able. That's right. But with temptation will also make a way of escape. That you may be able to bear it. So no matter what you're tempted with, there's always a way for you out. That's right. right. If I decide to cheat on my wife, it's because it's my own accord. Come on. If I go over that woman's house, I didn't have to go over there. That's right. I did not have to meet her at a hotel. I didn't have to do that. I did that because that's what I wanted to do. That's right. There was a way to escape, and escape is not to go. That's right. Woman ain't put no gun in my head talking about you better meet me over here. Come on. She didn't threaten me with nothing. Hallelujah, God. Amen. And that goes vice versa. Ain't nobody tell you to go meet that man no more. Come on. There's always a way to escape. Amen. And my man said, man, that was some years ago when I was a deacon. So my man would have some woman just, just open up the car door and get in the car door, which I said, cuz, as long as I got a door over here too where I can get out. I can open up this door and get out. She can have. She can stay in the car. Mm-hmm. As long as the car don't freeze up on me and keep me locked up in there, I can get out. Thank you. There's always a way to escape. That's right. If you're a handyman and you go over there to do some type of job and she was fully clothed and not seeing all they got on nothing, you can get out and go through the door. You ain't got to stay in the house. That's right. There's always a way to escape. Right. You stay because you want to stay. That's right. Hallelujah, God. I don't care how fine she is. The word tells you that there's a way to escape. You don't have to get caught up into that. But see, listening to the wrong advice and the wrong counsel will get you all kind of ways caught up and in trouble. It's false teachers out there about the gospel, like I said, about different things. Hallelujah, God. You can't listen to that garbage. There's people always going against what the word says. There are people that think this Bible ain't nothing but a straight up fairy tale. People think it ain't nothing but just a book of lies and stories. Uh-huh. That's what we just talked about. Oh, ain't no animal going to talk to you. Ain't no animal going to say nothing. This ain't the first time an animal talked. We know about what happened with the prophet Balaam and the donkey. But see, this time God used the donkey to talk to him. Remember that? Y'all know that? Remember that story? All right. Uh, he was going to go prophesy some stuff that ain't had no business prophesying. And you see, there was an invisible angel standing there with a sword. 
And the donkey just kept <laughs> knocking him into the wall. He getting mad and all of that type of stuff. And the donkey, and he kicked the donkey, and the donkey finally had to tell him, don't you see that angel down there with that sword? This is a donkey, a live animal talking to him. Mm-hmm. But see, people don't want to believe that. Oh, no, no. See, I'm crazy enough to believe all this happened. I'm crazy enough to believe every word that's in here. If it's in here, it happened. People don't believe the Red Sea split where people can walk across. People would challenge that stuff. Just because you ain't never seen a sea open up. Just because I never seen it. Were you there to tell me that the sea opened up? Were you there? I wasn't there. I wasn't there either. So if the Bible say this, obviously it happened. You wasn't there and I wasn't there. Thank you, Jesus. But I'm going to take it at what the Bible says at face value. I'm going to take it at what it says. Right. Because I believe everywhere. There's not one word in here that I don't believe. That I can say that I don't know about that. I question that. No! If you're going to be a true man or woman of God, you must believe everything that's written in here. How in the world are you supposed to make it in if you don't believe the words that's in here? Amen, amen. Just because some things, giants. Anybody ever in here seen somebody nine feet tall? They say that's how tall Goliath was. Ain't nobody never believed that. Let people in, ain't nobody been that tall. But the tallest people we done seen is what you see the man in the Guinness Book of Records where he's eight feet some tall and the basketball player that's seven feet, but ain't nobody seen nobody during there ten feet tall. And there was a bed that was made of iron in the talk in the book uh Deuteronomy said that bed was thirteen feet long. Who in the world is thirteen feet? It was in there. Somebody was sleeping in that bed. It was a land of giants. That's right. If it said it was 13 feet long, then by golly, I guess he or she was 13 feet long. All right, come on. My goodness, it said it was a bed of iron. Because if you that big, ain't no wood going to be able to hold you up like that. It's a bed of iron. So you know they had to be big and heavy. But there are things in here that people just don't believe. No, they don't. You got to believe this stuff because people goes against this. They think we're already weak-minded. They think we're just blind, follow leading the blind. They think that we just uh, fall for anything. People think that about Christians. And that's why I dig my heels in even deeper. Because, see, this is what I'm into now. And you want to call me stupid, we're fine, but we'll see on the last day. When it says that every knee shall bow. And every tongue will confess that Jesus is Lord. I believe that. And we're going to see in the end who's going to be left standing. Hallelujah, God. My God, I believe every word that's in here. You gotta be careful about false teachers. That's why you got to read this word to know what it says. That when somebody comes against it, my God, you know it's a lie. See, that's what getting that's why it says there's gonna be a falling away. There's gonna be people that's gonna believe those false teachers. That's right. When as that women during the last days, when it's gonna say somebody gonna come back performing all kind of miracles and all that, the word tells you don't follow that person. That is not Jesus. Come on. Right. He done already came here and did what he want to do. Amen, amen. You'll know when Jesus come back here. Oh, yeah. you'll know. Oh, yeah, you gonna know. You'll know. But it ain't going to be here performing miracles and raising people from the dead. He already done that. Come on. But it's going to be an antichrist here that's going to be doing all that stuff. And people going to be following next and come see Jesus. Come see these miracles that this man is performing. And the word simply tells you, do not go over there and follow that. Because you follow that, you're going to get caught up and believe that that's the Savior, and it's not. And he's going to have you to do something stupid to like Jim Jones and all that. Got people drinking Kool-Aid and dying because they thought he was the Messiah. Yeah. They made movies about David Koresh in Waco, Texas. You following a man that claimed to be Jesus, but yet he's separating the men and the women. He's sleeping with the women, and he wear glasses. So that tell you he had bad eyesight, but that's Jesus now. All right, oh. now. 
That's what gets me. That's Jesus not wearing glasses. That's Jesus. I'm talking about getting all these weapons and firing at the law when he tells you to obey the law. But that's Jesus, mind you. And people following this fool. That's right. And look how that ended. The whole building burned out. A few people uh, left and escaped. But all of the people died following a false prophet. That's right. Following him. You want to sleep around? Are you going to let some man sleep with your wife? But he Jesus, though? See that? That type of garbage. David Koresh, Jim Jones, they ain't the only one. People have been claiming to be the Messiah for centuries. Yes, people have been following men about that mess. Yes. Y2K, when the year 2000 came, people were following all kind of people doing, talking about the world going in. 23 years later, here we are. All right. The world was pulled in back in 2000. Y2K, here we are. That's right. See, that was before you, my son was born and all of that. And some of you youngsters, I don't know if y'all remember that or not. But in 1999, all of that time, remember 2012? That's when the Mayan calendar stopped at 2012. And that's when they even made a movie about it, 2012. What do you think that movie was about? Because the so-called calendar that's been correct for all them hundreds of years, it stopped at 2012. All right. Here we are, 2023. We're still here. Keep listening to these liars if you want to. Anybody coming with all these calculations talking about the world is going in this day? Nobody knows when the world is going in except God. He's the only one. It says no man knows the day of the hour. No man. At least when Jesus is supposed to come back, nobody knows. You can listen to this garbage if you want to. The Bible gives you warnings about that stuff. Hallelujah, God. This Bible is fulfilling itself. Yes, but the it man is. say, I can't believe a book that's 2,000 years old. Okay. You don't have to. You don't have to believe the words that's in here. You're going to find out on the last day, though. All right. And see, right before I close, remember that? Let's see, because I know you all have heard this, but see, there's a lot of people by way of social media, and they need to be hearing this stuff. Because right. people are quick to say, only God can judge me. Amen. All right. Only God can judge me. Only God. Yeah, you got to be careful with that, because now you don't know what you're asking for. That's right. See, I tell you to stop doing something. See, all of a sudden, now I'm judging you, see. <clears throat> See, I don't have no heaven or hell to put you in. All right. But when God judges you and pronounce you guilty, <laughs> ain't, ain't no getting away from that. That's right. You're right. done. That's it. Depart from me, you sin of iniquity. That means you have been found guilty. Guess what? You've been judged by God. That's what you've been asking for. All right. You better be careful that only God can judge me. I know what the Bible says. We didn't all know the song. If my grass is doggone up to my knees, I'm going to tell you to cut your grass. All right. I need to cut mine. We know the song by the mighty clouds of those sweep around your own front door. Amen. Before you come sweeping around mine and tell me to clean mine up and all of that. In other words, the Bible tells us in the book of Matthew that you got to take the plank out of your eye before I can tell you about the speck in yours. They say, take that out. Now you can see clearly to tell them to take it out. All right. The point is, though, if normally I'm not guilty of doing something that you're doing, I got a right to tell you to stop. I'm going to tell you to stop sleeping around with women, and yet I'm cheating on my wife. That's hypocrisy. That's right. That's hypocritical. Amen. Hallelujah, God. Be careful about only God can judge me. Because once he judges you, that's it. That's it. Uh -huh. That's it. Hallelujah, God. You can go ahead on, Josh. You got to be careful with that. See, I know what I'm talking about. See, when, see, when Tupac came out with All Eyes on Me, the album, and see, that was one of his songs, Only God Can Judge Me. It looked like ever since then, that's when people been hollering. Now, some people have been saying it for years, but especially when the song came out. 
You see all kind of shirts at the gas station with his picture on it. Only God can judge me and all of that type of stuff. Okay, now. Keep that foolishness up talking about only God can judge me. You better be careful with that mess. I do got a right to tell you when you're doing wrong. All right. That's the God. Word. I got a right to tell you when you're messing up, especially if it's not God. Amen. Right. You got a right to tell me when I'm doing wrong, if I'm doing something that's unholy. Hallelujah, God. You got a right to say so. Bless your holy name, God. Nobody said that we were perfect. I'd already told you we are imperfect people serving a perfect God. We're going to make mistakes. Christians are going to make mistakes. But at least we're trying to live according to the word of God. They're not trying at all. At least we are. Hallelujah, God. Trying to do the right thing. Trying to be forgivable and trying to do the right thing. Hallelujah, God. Because some people is not trying at all. Right. So nobody never said you got that like y'all got it all together. No, we don't. We need prayer. We need work just like everybody else do. But at least we're trying to do the best we can. Right. We're in the house of God week in and week out receiving instructions on how to live. Because like I said, the locker room, the test is outside. That's right. Hallelujah, God. And how are you going to perform once you get outside? That's the key. Because somebody will do something to make you mad. Hallelujah, God. But you got to keep that anger in check and in control. Bless your holy name, God. I thank God for this on today. Amen. Because it's something that we all need to listen to. Amen. Because there are false teachers out there and people that are always giving out the wrong information. And some people that we even trust. And they're telling you to do the wrong thing. People have got fired from jobs by listening to the wrong type of advice. I wouldn't take that if I was you. Go in there and tell your boss this and that. Hallelujah. All that type of food. And next thing you know, you're going out the door. Because you went in there all unhinged and off the cuff and said some things you had no business saying and now you're out of a job now. When you could have went about it another way. Hallelujah, God. Listening to the wrong advice. They still got their job, mind you. But now you're out of a job. Those things happen. That's right. So you got to make sure you got to pray. Hallelujah, God. You got to pray and ask God for things. Hallelujah, God. Right before I close, y'all know that Dr. Charles Stanley passed away. He was a pastor. I've been preaching all them years on TV. Now, all them years, and he passed away two weeks ago. Dr. Charles Stanley, man, they did a beautiful documentary on him, starting from when he was way back in the day. And he said there was one time that my wife had heard he was in a church meeting because they were debating about some things, some people was. And he said, now he's dealing with the leaders in the church now. They say seven men ran that church. And I think they didn't want him to be the pastor. And, but anyway, that was a real good one. They started talking about that, the stuff that he had to go through. And he said, well, let us pray about it. Let's ask God. You know what the leaders told him? Say, this church business, God ain't got nothing to do with this. Church leaders! He said, let's pray and ask God to give us guidance. Say, God ain't got nothing to do with this. Wow. And your deacon, well, you're trying to be the pastor. You ain't over him just yet. But you ain't that you're the associate or something like that. And they tell you, no. God ain't got nothing to do with it. What kind of foolishness is that? And you're supposed to be a man of God. You a church leader. You say it, God ain't got nothing to do with this. He got something to do with everything. How you, especially with this, when it comes to church business. Right. Even though this was back in the early 70s and 60s, but that just tells you how long foolishness has been going on. My goodness. Should no man or woman of God ever not want to pray? That's why, the, don't the word tell us to pray without ceasing? Right. We are always supposed to pray. That's what our pastor has been trying to instill in us for years. Prayer, 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 pray, pray about it. One of her pet peeves is pray. That's right. 
You'll never hear her say, if somebody say, let's pray about it, I doubt her. She say, well, no, let's do something else. See, that ain't going to come out of her mouth. If you say, let's pray about it, then, okay, then fine. Let's hear from God. Let's see what God has to say. Or at least wait for an answer. But never to say that God don't have nothing to do with this. My God, you all may stand to your feet. Let us pray. I thank God for each and every one that's on social media. God bless each and every last one of you. Amen. May God be with you in all your steps. Hallelujah. God bless you.